Welcome back to another episode of Reversing Course, the golf course restoration at Wakanda Club. I'm Rianne Kinney. I'm the general manager here at Wakanda. I have here with me today our golf course superintendent, Dane Wilson, our director of golf, Aaron Kruger, and the crew. The uh, unsung heroes of the golf course restoration are crew here at Wakanda Club. So I have here Tyler Kinney, Evan Armitage, Troy Jensen, and John Phillips. Gentlemen, welcome to the card room. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining me today. I can't believe that this is the first time that we've sat down with you guys. Because I mean, you all—you're the—you're the bread and butter. You're the—you're the ones that did it. Here—here here you are. Here you are. The guys that, that did it all. Um, and I'm so glad to sit down with you all today. So. Um, I think it would be really interesting and fun for us to first uh, maybe go around and have you introduce yourselves to, to all of our listeners. I know a lot of our members probably, I know some of our members have met some of you. Um, some of you have been here a very long time um, and some of you have joined us for Greens Committee meetings and things like that. So I know that you've met some of our members, but I think it'd be really uh, good for you all to go around and just uh, do an introduction of yourself. So Tyler, I'm going to start with you. Thanks, Ryan. Uh I'm Tyler Kinney. Uh, this will be our fifth season here at Wakanda. Started back in 2020. Um, really, I had no intentions of going into turf grass management until Dane came in 2021. He uh, told me that this is something that he sees me striving in. And so I followed in his words and I went to Rutgers. I did two year turf grass program and here we are today. Awesome. And your role here? Oh, I'm our lead assistant. Yeah. Here, so. Awesome. Thank you, Tyler. Evan? Yeah, Evan Armitage. I'm the assistant in training. Uh, like Tyler, I started back in 2020 just as like a summer job uh, during COVID. And yeah, I guess since then, Dane, yeah, same as Tyler, Dane convinced me to go into the turf grass industry. So I'm currently taking classes through the Penn State program which I think is awesome I think they do a really good job and yeah it's been a fun you know year I guess at this position I've been the assistant in training for about a year so and both of you because of Dane got hooked yeah so yeah. he owes you an apology probably Troy Troy Jansen I'm the equipment manager here on site uh, been in the industry a little over 10 years maybe going on 12 uh, my background's mainly in the agriculture or in heavy construction. And then I went to turf where it's a little easier on my body. Uh, this will be my two years, 10th month currently. Mm -hmm. uh, I was Dane's first hire when he first got hired on. First priority. First priority, <laughs> yes. Uh, I just love my job. Uh, it's something different every day. Uh, Actually, this was my second restoration slash uh, renovation. Renovation. Really? That I've gone through. I went through Jester Park when they went through theirs. Huh. So it was really interesting to see the changes. Very cool. And JP? My name is John Phillips. Uh, going on 37 years here. Uh, I've seen quite a few changes here. Uh, over the years, I've been around five different superintendents, 
I uh, couldn't tell you how many different assistants have been through here, but uh, yeah, it's 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 been quite a year. With I've been around a couple different renovations, but nothing to this size. Uh, I before I came here, I, I worked mainly construction. Spent a lot of time in Georgia. Uh, I worked at Augusta Country Club for a year, and so I knew you know I kind of liked it. And, Applied here when I moved back to Iowa, and I've been here ever since. Wow, awesome. Well, first of all, thank you all for what you do for Wakanda. You all, like I said, are the unsung heroes of what we do here. And I think that a lot of times you don't get enough credit. And so I just want to be the first to, not the first, but hopefully, definitely not the last, to give you my truly heartfelt thanks for everything that you do here. Um, I know that you guys work hard, you work long days, and a lot of it is, you know, things that people don't realize or, or see. So thank you for everything that you do. And thank you for getting us through this amazing renovation. I think that you all can be uh, very proud of the work that you've done out there. And you're just a small, mighty crew. So, uh, so thank you. Um, so tell me, as you went through this project, I'd love to hear just a little bit about your your day-to-day. Uh, obviously, your day-to-day -day was very different uh, in going through the project than it would have been on a normal uh, daily basis <laughs> in maintaining the course. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what the day-to-day -day looked like through throughout this project. Well, I, I guess I'll start, you know. Um, only reason I think these projects are different is because if you're just maintaining, you know you have standards that you have to meet every single day. and so. You start on Monday and you build up towards those all the way through the weekend and then everything kind of fits in order. Whereas something like this, you have to be flexible and you could be doing one thing one day then another the next. And so it's just about organizing the chaos. And so while we try to plan as much as possible for a given week, it's inevitable where we have to change gears and not only just on a daily basis, but sometimes even hourly. You know, we could be working on something but the contractor and or architect wants to move to another area real quick or something like that. So in order for all these pieces of the puzzle to fit, you know, sometimes we have to move off of something else to address another area in order to get out of their way or vice versa, whatever it is. And so at least on my end, um, you know, I've got all these ideas in my head and it's almost like a punch list, but then you just think about you know, how you have to move things around to get from point A to point B. Right. So what were some of the tasks like that you all did? I mean, I know that you all were, were really integral. You were helping, you know, do different things. So what were some of the tasks that you all did while you were on the project? Tyler? A lot of it was just, you know, keeping grass alive, you know, when you're trying okay. to kill off grass and keep grass still growing and changing irrigation system, you know, you're pulling a lot of hoses, keeping those green still living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was, um, I did a lot of seeding of like tee boxes and approaches and whatnot. Um, but yeah, like Tyler said, once, you know, that seed is down and grass is growing, you have to, you know, maintain it. And those stretches during the summer, late summer, where it got above 100 for like a week there, you know, a lot of watering, just making sure that, you know, you're keeping everything healthy. And a lot of times, no irrigation system running, yeah. right? So you guys are hand watering and standing out. The, I mean, literally, 
just babysitting Miss Grass. Yeah, well, with that too, I mean, especially for these two, we got into points where, you know, we were having to maintain our existing greens, but we cut off irrigation either right around the green. And so we were having to tap into heads that were sometimes 150 feet away. And, you know, if you think about, like on a daily basis, we're using overhead sprinklers and hoses. Whereas in this situation, especially during those hot stretches, we're just trying to bridge the gap just using hoses. You know, and sometimes that was two, three weeks on end. Yeah. Which, you know, can be pretty brutal. And you all did a lot of the work to take out the old irrigation system. Right. Yeah, we removed all the irrigation heads. And so um, these guys led a couple of those teams up, kind of guided them around. Just, you know, that was another instance where we were trying to, trying to maintain that for as long as possible so that we wouldn't have to, you know, pull hose from 150 feet away. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of instances like that. Um, yeah. Know. Troy, what was uh, what were some of the daily things that you were in charge well, of? Well, I kind of helped maintain all the equipment, mm -hmm. even for the the contractors. They, if something would happen to break and it would be a quick fix, I'll just go out and do it. So that way they're on time and kept track with their schedule. Besides having to keep up with our stuff that mysteriously would happen to <laughs> <laughs> hit something. <clears throat> well, yeah, and that for, for Troy in these instances, too, you know, whether you're, you know, starting to mow some of these new greens or some of these new approaches, I mean, you've got, like, inevitably little rocks or, you know, sand, and so our machines wouldn't last nearly as long as what they would on a normal basis. So there was just a lot of, you know, daily maintenance, probably, you know, I know we all did a lot of stuff, but, you know, the way I view the equipment manager's job is, you know, nobody ever comes to you with happy rainbows <laughs> and sunshine, you know. On occasion. On occasion. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, Troy has to deal with problems more so than any of us every single day, all day. Troy puts out fires. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, JP? What did you find yourself? Well, a lot of the things I normally do, I wasn't doing because, <laughs> you know, the fairways were killed off. Uh, there was hardly any rain, so the rough wasn't growing. Uh, it came down to, I did help quite a bit with seeding of both rough and fairways and uh, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And some of that became very meticulous, right, with the seeding, because we had to end up um, yeah. Yeah, getting it, no. getting straight line, you know, making sure straight line. And then also with killing off the fairways, right? So you guys kind of came up with some different ways to make sure that that was... Unique. Yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> well, like on the sprayers, we would actually put a board on the end of the, on the, end of the boom to keep the spray within a certain boundary line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then fairways, obviously, through the many iterations we went through to find out the right process. You know, JP had straight lines, thank goodness. <laughs> you mow in straight lines and seed in straight mm -hmm. lines. It transfers over, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of you also got to assist with some of the shaping as well. So I know, Tyler, you got to help a little bit with that on number two, so maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I got to work with uh, Tyler Ray, all his assistants did at the time with Tyler Ray on two green and I mean 
just seeing his through his eyes. I mean, we were out there with rakes and shovels, and he would see something just it wasn't quite there yet. And so we'd rake it a little bit, and he was straight up honest. He'd be honest with us saying, I just need a little bit more, guys, a little bit more here, a little more there. And it was it was fun working with him hands on. And so, was that a full day process? Or was that several days? That was more, actually just more about a few hours. Cause really? Because they get most okay. of the work done by, they can do most of it by machines and get the, pretty much there. And then just a little hand work, though. Was the hand work. Yeah. yeah, a few hours. That's interesting I that there is that much hand work and stuff going on, though, too, with it. Mm -hmm. Huh. So any of you, anybody else work with Tyler Ray or Jim Ryan or any any of those guys that were here? Anybody else get to work with any of them? Not, Not really? Much, no. Yeah, so... You guys were more so following them after they were shaping everything and then following along and seeding and making sure irrigation was in and, and all of that. Yeah. So any, tell me about some of the, the worst days and some of the best days. I'd say some of the best days were a day where we could seed a hole and just take another one off the box. You know, just to be able to just keep moving forward and see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then the worst days, you know, for whatever reason, I can't necessarily pinpoint, but, you know, sometimes we would get into these instances where we would see, you know, two or three holes at a time or within like a week, week and a half. But then you would go maybe another two weeks without seeding a hole. And so, you know, as much as we were doing, sometimes you kind of just felt like we were going nowhere. Mm. And so those are just hard days to get through. You know, like on these guys' in, we always had something to do, but then just that's my mental perspective on it, just because trying to manage the contractors and the architect and to just feel like we weren't getting anywhere, it's just tough to tough pill to swallow. But then at the same time, you know, you get past that point and then all of a sudden you've got two or three holes ready for you again. Mm -hmm. And so it was just kind of give and take on that. What about surprises? Any surprises that happened that you remember? Smooth as day. Everything was smooth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, one of my struggles I had this project was uh, spraying. I mean, I found myself, I got the spray stuck three times consecutively. <laughs> and it just, it, it, it ate at me because, you know, when you're trying to spray something like greens, but then you also just see it around it and you put sides all wet. So how do you get to the green to spray with a big tanker? And even trying to travel and navigate course, like, how do you get to a spot when it's wet or seeded? And so I found myself get stuck a few times, and so now it's that kind of ate at me a little bit. Yeah. But overall, I think yeah. it turned out really well. Are you all happy with the outcome of the project? I am. I'll say so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of the holes, you know, got got a lot better, and I think it's going to play really well. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of excited to see what. The members or even the, the pros when they come in for PCC think of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. JP, I know you, you've been here for almost 37 years now, and you've seen different projects and different, um, obviously, five different superintendents here. Um, are you happy with how it turned out? For the most part, <clears throat> yeah, I, I am. Uh, some of the bunkers are, I don't know, I, I, they're, they're going to be extremely tough. I'm, I'm like Troy, I'm kind of anxious to see, you know, for the, the Champions Tour, if, if any of those affect them people, mm. or it's like it, it never changed at all, you know. Uh, but, uh, you well, know, it, as far as the issues with the 
the tees that I think it was nice to see them add some of the ones that were a little longer. Uh, and it also it was nice to see them add ones for the golfer that's not very good at all, you know. I, I thought we've needed that for a long time, really. Absolutely. Uh, but what were some of your concerns? Did, did you see any concerns with, with the outcome of the project? Just the car path issues mainly. Uh, it's going to be tough for us to get around. It's even going to be tough for the membership to get around too, really, uh, on a number of different holes. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit. I think that's uh, you know one of those things that is important, obviously. Um, and I would love to hear you all's perspective on maybe how some of the project uh, changes will impact or change how you all uh, manage the course day to day. And you know maybe start with those cart paths, maybe some of those changes there, and how that is going to impact your routing. Yeah, it's not just us. I mean, it's even setting up for the PCC. Mm. You know, it's going to be tough for them to get to 17 green uh, without really tearing stuff up. Mm -hmm. uh, one on the left side, uh, three going up to 3T. Um, then you're looking at uh, 10 fairway. Uh, now that that's all one fairway, uh, there's really no place for even a carpet to go there. Mm -hmm. But those are just going to be different areas that we're going to have to think of something. Think through those, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, well, the biggest thing is, you know, removing that cart path, or removing the cart path that connected from 18T up to the fairway. The bridge. It's, well, not even the bridge itself, but even if we were you know to only remove a portion and then connect that into the shift that we made you know because we always had that continuous path that went from our shop all the way to the clubhouse and so that was always a good access road even for us just to start the day off with so without that being there i think um, that's going to make us just try to rethink about how we're going to navigate around and you know maybe even some days we take that path and some days we you know, go between six and thirteen, and head towards Waltrus, and then up. So there's just some logistics logistics that we're going to have to figure out, and you know, adjust ourselves. And just like anything, you know, whether it be like what Tyler was saying, how do we spray this golf course, or how do we move around? And then even PCC, you know, we met with those guys last week, and you know, we're just trying to still figure out the logistics about how to get everything in place. And so ultimately, it's just going to be one of those things that got to identify or figure out as we go to some degree too and or find ways to remedy some of those situations right because ultimately in the plan or at least in tyler ray's mind's eye he really didn't want to see a lot of car path right right like that was that was definitely something that he was and that's where we did some of those things like shift the car path left on 14 or even behind five, you know, tilted in one direction and then tilted in another direction so you couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was the biggest thing probably for him, you know, to maintain that old feel, you know, by not seeing car path. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once it comes down to the maintenance aspect of it and or just the membership getting around, you know, there's going to be things that, well we might need to add cart path in the future and or 
you know, change our cultural practices, mainly out in some of these traffic areas, just to, you know, push some of those effects back, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, your point on 10, I think, is interesting because that path does end there uh, beyond, beyond the T's on 10 and then dumps into Bentgrass. Right. And there, that's, there's, there's really nowhere to navigate or you know, to direct carts to keep, to that makes sense right there other than just going straight through. So we, we will see a natural wear pattern happening. Yeah, especially there. with that four bunker being in there too. Mm -hmm. So if that wasn't there, you could effectively have a swath of 60 yards where you could move people right, left, straight, whatever it is. But now, instead of having that room, you're more effectively, you've got 20 yards. Mm -hmm. And so it's just gonna be a daily, you know, traffic maintenance for us, whether it's ropes and stakes or just those small green and white stakes where you just have to change their direction every single day. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice to take them up to the left above that bunker, but you think about, what, 75% of the people will probably be hitting it to the right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. you'd be a long way from that cart path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that um, with the changes in the cart paths uh, that it will impact at the days that we'll be able to allow play? I don't think they changed that much. Whereas, you know, in the past, you know, we might be rough only or something of that nature. But, you know, um, yeah, the one-on-one, -on -one, that'll be a tricky one too, just to find a point where they can cross, mm -hmm. you know, because inevitably that low landing area you know typically likes to stay wet so without having that one I'd, aside from that that's probably the only one that I think that will be greatly affected right because that path on one was did, used to run up the left hand side and now there, it runs up the right hand side right. and releases and you after the T's you will have to cross over somewhere somewhere mm -hmm. yeah right and I think like, we talked about this in another episode when we were talking about why we don't have continuous cart paths and that was kind of one of the reasons because I, how many times would you have to cross over fairways right. um, it just didn't make sense to, to have them but um, we kind of created an extra crossover on the fairway having that path move to the right hand side there so we'll see I think that this is interesting because we'll see where those uh, wear patterns happen and and also I think that um, you know, you all are going to experience maybe issues with there's pinch points and things where you used to have your your regular maintenance routes that you might change or that we might have to do some modifications, right? Yeah, and like on a previous episode too that we've talked about is just as much as, you know, the layout to some degree is the same, it's still effectively a brand new golf course that we're all going to have to figure out and navigate. Right. We'll have a learning curve. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, beyond that, uh, beyond your routing, are there any other impacts to your daily day-to-day -day that you... Tyler brought up a good point this summer, and <clears throat> we really haven't seen the effects of it yet because of, we really haven't had that much rain, but when you move as much dirt as you've moved, all of a sudden you create, you know, wet areas where they weren't before. Uh, like one good example is down there in front of 18T. Uh, but there'll be a lot of areas like that that'll probably pop up here and there that 
weren't there before. Yeah, because especially that one, because that used to be some to some degree like a no man's land, right there. And now it's almost the edge of the pond there. Right. Yeah. And now we've got that whole sheet flow that runs right there. Then now it's running in front of a playing area as opposed to just falling into the creek there. So, I mean, there's going to be plenty of, you know, additions to be made, whether it be cart pass, drainage, um, just anything and everything, just into the future, mm -hmm. you know, as we see it. Mm -hmm. So looking forward into the future, um, we'll be opening the course this year. Are you all, do you all have a little bit of a, a love-hate um, thought about having the course open? Dan, yeah. let somebody else oh, answer. I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got spoiled. I didn't have to hardly work a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I think the members are going to love it. And it's going to be exciting to see how it plays. But, I mean, we worked really hard this past summer and even this spring. We're going to be continuing to work hard. And so when you go out there and, you know, sometimes you have car traffic start to show and then you have divots and just like, ah. So you don't like to see it sometimes, but it's part of the game. Right. That's the that's the hardest part, right? Like golfers are, are the necessary evil, mm -hmm. right? You just, you wish you could just maintain a course that never got played. That'd be <laughs> ideal, right? <laughs> so, so what would be your, you all collectively, um... What would you say to our members? If you could say, please, 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 members, when you're playing this new course, please do this or don't do this. I don't know that I've necessarily got anything, but it's just, and I, I do feel that our membership has been pretty good about it, and just in terms of replacing divots or fixing ball marks, you know, obviously you stray from that every once in a while. But, you know, if you put it from our mindset, it's just respecting and taking the care of the golf course as much as we, you know, invested ourselves into it. And like I said, I, I feel like the membership is good about it, but you have those lapses every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I think one thing too is, you know, they already have been so patient with us, but once we get going to still being patient, like we still have a lot of kinks to figure out. So we're not trying to hold things up or, you know, we're trying to make it firm, fast, playing conditions and so we might not have that some days but our goal is to get there but just be patient we'll figure things out mm -hmm. yeah what I'll jump in I, I got one uh, rake your bunkers and don't climb up the faces of the bunkers oh <laughs> thank you that's going to be a big I think education point to yeah. not walk up face of a bunker that's that's going to be something we're going to have to teach them pretty hard interns yeah, exit at the lowest street. point yeah, yes they are a lot of them they couldn't even walk up over yeah them. Scale the bunker. Do not scale the bunkers. Got it. Um, so as we go into the spring, as we look at reopening the course, what are some of the things that you'll look for? What are these milestones that, that will hit or that will need to hit prior to you saying release, cut the rope? Well, I think uh, our first milestone is we're already kind of right there. I know we've had some snow the past weekend. There's maybe a little bit of snow next week. But at the same time, you know, similar to what we talked about in that uh, first meeting of this year, was even before that first heavy snowfall is that we didn't have a frost line in the ground, and so, and we still don't. So we actually, not last week, because we had educational seminars, but the week before that, we were actually out airifying and seeding rough and just areas that we needed to, 
and we intend to start that back up again either this week or next week. So you can seed right now. Yeah, and so we're kind of effectively thinking about it like a dormancy, mm. dormancy that we would have done in end of October, November, early December. And so our thought is just get the seed in the ground, and while it might not be enough to germinate, it'll start that process. Mm -hmm. So we're just trying to get as much into the ground as possible. And then after that, I mean, um, we started Evan started probing around bunkers yesterday and just seeing where we were at on depths. We borrowed a uh, plate compactor from Echo, so we're going to go test a couple bunkers and just see what he measured versus after we compact the bunkers today. Um, and we do that, why? Well, because with that angular sand, you want it packed in, you want it firm just so you can have a good shot. You don't want a fluff shot where your uh, club just peels underneath it and then, you know, you're going to need as much you know, lift as possible out of these bunkers. So <laughs> I think a firmer bunker will be more okay. mm -hmm. playable. But okay. So what other milestones do you look for? What's what's what do you what what is that moment when you say I feel good? Because I mean, it's your cho it's your decision. the The world is on your shoulders here, right? You well, if you know me, which you do, I don't know that there is ever a point where. I'll find myself and say we're good to go. That is but exactly what I've told people. He'll okay. never say it's good to go. <laughs> um, but I, I just think in terms of us getting through the golf course, whether it be those bunkers, get the touch-up seed, have that come up to be a little bit more mature to withstand some of the impact um, of those carts and things like that that we're talking about. But um, even still, there's going to be some sodding that we need to take care of. Because when we do open, we want it to be in a way where, you know, we're as good as we possibly could be. We don't really want to necessarily have ourselves with a bunch of projects left over, whether it be sodding or, you know, putting back some bunker faces that, you know, burnt out a little bit. And so we just need to take care of those items, uh, or call it housekeeping items and or punch list items before we open, because once we do open, we want to focus on maintaining the golf course and not on the projects and so milestone wise I think so long as we keep this good weather I mean typically we don't even think about starting on the golf course until third week of March best case scenario and so if we're getting out there this week next week I mean we've got a five-week jump on what we normally would and so it's just about us getting out there and just getting things moving mm -hmm. will you start hiring your seasonal crews then in March? Yeah, I mean, originally we had um, just the staff that we ended the year with. We had budgeted for them to come back around the what, March 18th. But um, this is what we'll talk about after this. But I'm hoping to actually bring some people back sooner than that, just with the weather that we're having. I mean, it only makes sense to just get moving. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, you all are going to be looking at a much different year than what you've experienced this last year. Um, do you have uh, anxieties over that? Are you feeling good about that? How are you feeling? It's, it's just different. Um, you know, something that I've never seen before. Uh, but it's just a matter of, you know, having a season to figure it out and make the changes. Yeah. yeah. And on my aspect, we've got a new fleet coming in, so it's going to be a... A big learning curve for the our crew, then getting our times 
knocked down so we're not out on the course play. Yeah. yeah. Tell us, maybe tell us a little bit about that. We have new fleet, all new equipment fleet coming in, mostly. Mostly. Mostly all new equipment fleet. We have all new irrigation system mm -hmm. that we're going to be figuring out and using. Um, we have some other technology that we're going to be installing that we're excited about that we're going to be using, some moisture um, readers. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, are you do you have anxiety over that? Or are you feeling uh, good? I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, the information I'm receiving, on what you talked about is that turf radar. Mm -hmm. And we'll be the first in the state of Iowa. So we're kind of innovative there. And the information I see about that is really positive. It'll eventually it'll kind of save us on the water usage. And save us on time too on our end, yeah. wandering. Yeah, so that's that's exciting. I don't know if uh, we've we talked a lot about this, but uh, publicly, publicly. But, um, but we're we're really excited to install this new uh, moisture sensor sensor system um, that will help us to more particularly uh, pinpoint what yeah. those moisture levels are across the golf course uh, without manually doing it. Basically, so we are we are really excited about that. I think that implementing new technology anywhere that we possibly can into the club management is key to keeping moving forward, uh, to make ourselves more efficient, to make ourselves uh, you know just better all around, and and knowing that we are using data to run things rather than just feel or or thoughts or feelings. So uh, I I commend all of you for being willing to embrace that new technology and for continuing to push things and move it forward in that sense. So that's exciting. Uh, so what do we, what are you most looking forward to when we open this course? What are you looking forward to the most, ultimately? Getting back into the normal, are you looking forward to the normal, you know, everyday cadence of things? I think so. I mean, I, mean, I know you're not looking I forward am. to working on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, having things a little more normal, yeah, it will be nice. Yeah. The playability. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, so biggest things I'm thinking of is uh, playability and, you know, just actually how this new grass performs on the fairways and tees that we had put in, you know, and some of the other grasses that I've planted before too, you know, the one biggest thing was always being able to shrink your fungicide window. And so I, I don't have any doubts about that, but I just think about even the moisture management to some of this too, you know, cause even as we try to go side cut some areas in the fall, we hadn't had rain for probably five weeks at that time. And everything by appearance looks completely green. But as we go to side cut something, I mean, the side cutter's just bouncing off the ground. And so I'm just thinking, you know, how far can we push some of this? Mm -hmm. How does this experience, I mean, you, uh, Tyler, Evan, you guys are you're young guys. How does this experience help you in your future careers? I think it just puts us in another category, to be honest. I mean, not many people our age get to go through this and see it. And so to be hands-on working with architect and with uh, irrigation guys, it's really, it's kind of motivating. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool to see the ins and outs, um, you know, like Tyler said, under the architect and um, just working with uh, contractors and obviously Danny's done this a few times and seeing all the work that goes into it, um, 
you know, you don't, I didn't really know what to expect before, but, you know, I, yeah, it was kind of hard to get into the hang of it, but by, you know, a month or two in, it, everything got easier, I feel like, as it went on, so. Would you want to do it again? <laughs> shaking your head no? Maybe wait a little bit. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I get that. Understood. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Um, really appreciate you being here. Really appreciate everything that you do here. Um, again, you truly are just the unsung heroes of our operation here at Wakanda Club. And I think that you all should be extremely proud of what the work that you did this last year. And I'm, I know I'm excited to see it opening. I know that our members are excited, and we all thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you.